0: This is The Antidote with Dave Akins, where Christian music doesn't suck.
1: I've been scraping by, not sleeping much too late. I've been taking it time to finally see this out. This is war and there's no way to come out clean. This is life, and it's the most scared I've ever been. Cause I don't Sunrise, when all the gunpowder and smoke has cleared, who will be coming home. Will we make it? Th-
0: Dota's back, and tonight's show heads to Australia to meet with the cool sound of the Quick and the Dead, whose music has been described as southern folk rock with a side serving of blues. But there's more to their sound than just that, and you'll have the chance to hear just some of that tonight as we share a few tracks from this uber-talented band. The vocalist, drummer, and frontman of the Quick and the Dead, Reese Dersma, joined me for a talk just last week about their music. And towards the end of the show, he gives us a first listen to a few of the songs from the Quick and the Dead's self-titled album, which releases September 1st. We began tonight's show with the song War from the band's Hunger album, and we're going to carry on with another track from that release, Silver and Gold.
1: Truth's been playing hard to get But I won't give up yet No, I won't give up yet With her fiery eyes and her figure so fine She's fooled the best Yeah, she's impossible to forget They say that I'm just chasing a ghost cause she past. Happy is a man who finds her, doesn't give up the chase. Wealthy is a man who holds her tight, but doesn't let her go. It's more From the heavens, and I'll pursue, oh, like silver.
0: Dursma of The Quick and the Dead is here with The Antidote. Thanks so much for joining us, Reese. Thanks for having me. Now, before we get into anything very important, I need to know two things from you. What's the weather like right now in Australia and where do you find the best coffee?
2: Uh, It is sunny, but it is cold where I am. And the best coffee, there's a few different candidates for that. I'm going to go with the preview. Honey, little
0: uh, shop by the river. And that's the top place for a coffee. Yeah, well, in Glenrion, for sure. Okay, well, you talked about the temperature. You actually have to tell us what it is. Well, uh, maybe, I'm going to say 10 degrees. That's pretty cool. It's been 33 degrees here, and the Humidex is 42. And yeah. for our American friends, that's uh, about 104 Okay, I want to switch places then with you. I'm going to come down right now. Yeah. Okay.
2: Well, uh, he's paying for flats because I'm I'm happy to... (laughs) I can do that.
0: (laughs) Well, listen, I want to know more about your band itself. I'm not sure if this has ever been an issue for you, but I found there are so many bands out there that have a name almost identical to yours. I even made up a list of the bands that I found. Here we go. So, we had Quick and the Dead, which was a Christian rock band from California who finished up in 2008, Mm
2: -hmm. and then
0: there's the Quick and the Dead, which is a Christian group out of Kansas City who have, like, a really lame CCM style of music. Yeah. And there's even a retired Christian band from Australia called Quick and the Dead, who were doing rock back in the 80s and the 90s. Mm Mm-hmm. And I think there was only one non-Christian band I even found that had the same name, which is a uh, pop band from the island of Jersey. So now, not only does Quick and the Dead have to stand out from the rest of the music scene, now you have to stand out from the rest of your namesakes. <laughs> you know, but seriously, though, your band does have a distinctive style. Well, I'm going to add to your list.
2: There, there's a um, a band um, in Perth, Australia, that have finished up a while back um, because we obviously did a bit of research after we chose the name, Um, and they were a Nazi punk band um, who used to turn up into a town, play a show and uh, pretty much tear the joint apart, so, yeah, but we've had, uh, with the name, the, the Australian Christian band that you mentioned, we've actually had a bunch of people turn up just to say, I just wanted to check that you're not those guys because whatever, they had a connection in the past with them. So it's it's been kind of cool to have that history. Um, obviously, the bands in the States we haven't really had a problem with.
0: Well, I guess I should help our listeners out here, because if you hunt for The Quick and the Dead, you just have to use an ampersand instead of using and in the name. Yeah. Although the, the
2: bigger problem is there's two Western films called
0: The Quick and the Dead. that's right they they kind of monopolize the search a little bit yeah also with an australian (laughs) yeah
1: and drive 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 Life on the road, living dreams and seeing things I've wanted for so long.
0: in the dead is relatively new how did it all begin uh well um
2: so it's it's me and my brother kai uh and a friend of ours isaac who is pretty much a brother as well i guess it's a new thing but like we've grown up playing music together I was saying before we live in a very small town so there's not a lot to do so we just wrote music that was our growing up time um i guess it's just a natural thing when you're when you're playing music, learning stuff that you like to start writing music. And then when you write music, you just want to be able to share that, whether that's performing or recording.
0: You mentioned about your town. I looked up Glenn Rowan online and found that your town had a really notorious resident called Ned Kelly. That's right. How about giving us the story? Uh, yeah, well,
2: Ned Kelly, the story is he was a, he's an Irishman man um, in Australia, moved over and the, uh, the police were giving them a pretty hard time, or well, I should say there's a lot of different versions of the story. Some uh, paint Ned Kelly as a criminal, some kind of paint him as a hero. Um, so him, him and his brothers got in trouble with the police so they went on the run um, and the reason that they could successfully kind of hide was because all of the locals knew their family and helped them out. So it was kind of the police on to everyone. Is it the the Dalton gang?
0: Yeah, the Dalton gang.
2: Um, Heard about them recently when I was over in the States and I was kind of surprised because it was all the townspeople took on the Dalton gang, whereas here it's the opposite. The police were taking on Ned Kelly and uh, everyone helped Ned Kelly's family out. The big story of Ned Kelly is that he was going to take the police on once and for all. So he went to Glenron, which is not where he lived, but close, and uh, got all the townspeople and um, holed them up in the local pub, bought everyone free drinks, basically. <laughs> so the police were all coming on a train um, with a bunch of like detectives and stuff, I guess, to get them for good. Um, and one schoolteacher told Ned Kelly that his kid was sick and so he had to go home. So he snuck out and went further down the tracks and flagged down the train So the train stopped, which meant that it didn't derail where Ned Kelly had pulled up all the tracks further down. And so the police all came to the bar and shot it up. The iconic thing about Ned Kelly is he wore a a big kind of steel bucket on his head without an eye slot. Kind of like some antique knight's (laughs) armour.
0: But of course didn't work for him. But he is famous because you've got a huge statue of him in the town.
2: Yeah,
0: yeah lots of tourists Okay so now it's time for the facts does this Ned Kelly story have anything to do with your band name The Quick and the Dead It just seems no. to tie right in <laughs> No
2: it definitely doesn't but uh, that's an interesting thought I'll have to think about that
1: Can you feel this thrill of uncertainty in through your veins. We could leave a piece of our hearts in every state, down every road. Have a million homes. You can have your predictable. i cutting loose. Faster, faster, for. No time wide lines pass us by And people always make it worse it. Our face till we make it home. You can have your predictable I'm cutting loose faster, faster, for it always moving. No time, white lights pass us by, and people You know, quiet
0: between parts of our talk was a pair of songs from the hunger release first was drive and you just heard the song flight coming up reese and i spent some time talking about the hunger album your band seems to have taken the most difficult route possible to record your debut album hunger was recording in just four days with minimal overdubs. Didn't mm-hmm. anyone tell you that that's not how it's done? <laughs> no, they didn't. Um, I guess it was just necessity,
2: but it was also... We grew up listening to a lot of old blues music, and um, like just hearing lots of stories about all these old bands just putting a microphone in the room and pressing record, that kind of appeals to us. That's, that's the sort of thing that excites us over... Um, kind of the current music scene is about getting everything perfect and getting everything, I want to say almost fake, like a lot of pop music is how I see it, um, so for that kind of helped us with the decision but also just necessity, like all three of us were working at the time and um, not a lot of money and we had this friend um, who has a portable studio um, and so we actually recorded it in our home, um, he came up for, the, for two days. And we set up and recorded all the instruments live, and then um, then I trekked up to his house and recorded in his studio the vocals over another weekend. I don't know, I guess the whole idea through it was just to try and capture what it sounded like live, because it's just, just a straight rock band, I guess, in a sense. Um, not trying to do anything fancy, just trying to capture who we are.
0: It's a really interesting blending of Southern rock and blues. You know, at first it didn't seem to be a natural mix, but the more I hear it, the more it just seems to be so attuned to each other.
2: Hmm. Yeah, that's interesting. Um, And we've talked about this a lot. I kind of wish that I could be someone to hear it for the first time because once once you're up close and like we just we make music, so it took us a long time to kind of get comfortable with the title for a genre. Well, I'm sure you can tell me if you think that it fits or if it suits. Um, But yeah, like being so close to the music, it's hard. Like sometimes I'd, I'd like to just be able to hear it for the first time again.
0: It was really interesting to hear the songs on Hunger because they range all over the place. I mean, you go all out with the Southern rock on the title track. Then it's totally pared down on songs like If I Sing and Where's Your Treasure. Do you like that kind of diversity?
2: Um, in our music tastes, yeah, we definitely listen to a lot of varied stuff. As far as writing goes, um, we don't think too much about it. We just we just write whatever comes, and and that can look like a lot of different things.
0: I absolutely adore this song, the amazing title track from the Quick and the Dead album, Hunger.
1: Take it all, mine, mine. Yeah. And I live inside your head. And all I need is to be fed. Well, I just can't see no end to take it all. Mine.
0: Okay, so then what musical direction are each of the band members coming from? Like, what's your mainstay, Reese, versus what Kai and Isaac enjoy? Uh,
2: that's interesting. There's, there's probably a lot of overlap. Um, obviously, me and Kai growing up in the same house, listened to a lot of the music that our parents showed us. At the moment, uh, Kai is the a, is a guitarist. He is getting into a lot of old blues stuff. Um, kind of Robert Cray band, Eric Clapton. Um, actually, Tom Petty is one that pretty much all of us are loving at the moment. It just seems like, like we were saying before, about modern music being about getting everything perfect. Um, I think the thing that Kai and I are looking for in music at the moment is just something that captures their feeling and um, that just expresses. And it's just like raw music. So Kai definitely the old kind of seventies blues. I've probably been, I've probably been getting a little bit softer at the moment. Um, I've been listening to a lot of Josh Garrels. He's he's one of my favourites at the moment.
0: One of mine too.
2: Yeah. Um, <laughs> Isaac is kind of the complete opposite to me and Kai and most everything, um, which is good because he balances us out. He enjoys probably a lot of. Not quite top 40, but like bordering on (laughs) that, yeah. We don't let him choose the music when we're in the car. I was
0: going to say, there also has to be one reason for a battle and maybe that's a good one. (laughs) Yeah. I want to carry on about talking about the recording process, because again, that unusual recording style also came about on your follow-up to Hunger, the EP Folk & Flight. Did you just fill up the room with musicians and just let everybody do their own thing?
2: Pretty much. We um, yeah, we know a lot of uh, great musicians um, and just a lot of people that love music. So the idea for *Fucking Flight came around as an in-between album because we were like, well, we play these songs acoustically in a, mo- in a bunch of different venues. Um, so... Why don't we just as an in-between project, why don't we record that just even more than hunger, like just in the moment and just a mic in the room, um, just to show people kind of that side of it, because there is like all the different aspects of the music and we just want to share that with people. So at first we were going to individually burn cassette tapes and only release it on cassettes. Mm. um. And just like we were just thinking of like the most DIY we could go with it. Um, we did release it on cassettes, but we put it on online as well because we just wanted to share it with everyone. but um yeah, pretty much we just we had a weekend. We invited all our friends and family um, that were musicians, and we just went for it. It was a really fun weekend.
0: What was the most fun moment from that for you?
2: Uh. There was a lot of stuff, um, a lot of moments that were great, um, but for me, I think, I think the moment that sticks in all of our memories, um, we recorded it at Kai's house where he was living at time and it was um, kind of on top of a hill, so there was one moment we'd just finished recording a bunch of stuff and so we just all went out um, on the balcony and just kind of sat and talked and had a couple of guitars and just kind of watched the sunset. For us, that felt really significant. I mean there was a lot of fun that was had on the weekend but that moment just felt like it captured kind of the, the community and the family and the bit of music going on and yeah, that was probably the standout moment for me. Hey this is Reece Dursma from The Quick and the Dead and you've got the Antidote.
1: i want to love every time i fail make a promise to my soul every time i fail i nail in my own but just snakes with wings trying to leave this ground Just snakes with I'm capable of the worst, capable of the best There's a dragon in me, there's a dragon in you I'm capable of the worst, capable of the best
3: Snakes with wings trying to leave
1: this ground behind. soul every time i fail make a promise to my soul yeah and every time i fail i wish that i was home
0: Snakes with Wings, one of the cool acoustic tracks from the Quick and the Dead's Folk in Flight EP. And you're about ready to release the Quick and the Dead's new self-titled full-length. Really interesting recording. It seems like you have two different stories you're trying to tell on the album.
2: Um, well, as far as stories go, um, I don't think that much about what I'm trying to write normally as, as a continued album. Like normally songs for me, they just come out uh, of whatever I'm thinking. So I process things and then after I've kind of come to terms with how that interacts with me, then I put it on paper. So the thing I did different on this album was that there is the four songs um, kind of scattered throughout the album that tell a story. It was, it was very intentional. I guess a lot lot of my writing is kind of contemplative or um, first-person. So the the idea of those four songs was to personally step outside and try a different writing style and and write a story. Yeah, so those songs are called Chapter 1, Chapter 2, Chapter 3, and Chapter 4.
0: You've released the lead single, The Blacksmith, from the self-titled, where you've used an interesting fire-breathing analogy for spreading faith. How did that come about?
2: Um, honestly, I can't really remember how the lyrics came, but like I said, like normally I'll be thinking about something, so I'm going to say I heard a sermon or I was reading a bit of uh, the Bible and something just stuck out and it just kind of spun up the top of my head for a while and then that's how it came out. Um, it's kind of cool that that turned out as the first single because that was literally... The week after we recorded "Hunger," we wrote that song. I was was listening to an old recording of it that we just um just recorded to kind of so that we could remember it, and uh, it's pretty much exactly the same. Like we haven't changed a lot on that song at all. So that's two years ago. So it's still gone.
1: Letters like sparks. Express phrases of flame Pouring forth like drops of rain Here out our mouths like gasoline
3: Ch-ch-ch.
1: Letters like sparks Express phrases of flame Pouring forth like drops of rain Here out our mouths like gasoline so we burn! to fan the cold make glowing streams of our souls to flood the earth with glories untold so we burn Cold touch my lips, mm. purge the soul, scarless sinner. Mm. Make me whole, sear the skin, let your holiness I kiss my lips, and I will go. here I will go Burn on bright Yeah we can breathe fire
3: And so we burn on bright Yeah we can breathe fire Set this world
0: Song from the new album is a really catchy track called "Gone," and it speaks about not wasting your life. Do you think that's an issue with people falling into that kind of pit? Um, I don't know that
2: I can speak for people in general, but definitely for me. Uh, so a lot of the a lot of the album "Hunger" was written while I was working as an apprentice, um, and "Gone" is one of the songs that was written during that time as well. So a lot of it is about kind of wanting more than just working nine to five and and working for a living and just doing the day in, day out. Um, I know that a lot of that, like, it's important to have consistency and schedule. But for me, if if I can look ahead for the next two years and see that I'm going to be doing exactly the same thing, um, that kind of drives me a little bit insane. Um, So with Gone, it's less about... And negative, and it's more trying to get me to wake up. Even though I might be doing the same thing for the next year, um, all the little moments, I can't waste those. I need to do my best to make the most of all those opportunities.
0: great songs found on the Quick and the Dead's upcoming self-titled release that drops September 1st. The whole album is really outstanding, and the final track, Chapter 4, is just a killer song. You're really going to want to download it. Well, for this summer, this is the final live show for The Antidote as Trent Radio gears up for the new fall season, but I'm not going to leave you out in the cold. The next episode of The Antidote goes straight to our website, theantidoteradio.com. You can get it there or do what The Quick and the Dead does and listen to the podcast by subscribing on iTunes. And on that episode, we get into the extraordinary blending of metal subgenres from Doom Tiger. The soul band member David Taylor joins us to explain how he can be so prolific. And here comes a bit more of our talk with Reese from the Quick and the Dead and an exclusive listen to one of the songs from their new self-titled. Have a great week. The Quick and the Dead have made it pretty obvious that the band loves being on the edge musically. But is music your future? Or are you going to dump all of that and follow your lead from the album and all become cowboys?
2: Hmm. Um, definitely music. Is something we'll be making for the rest of our lives. Um, what that looks like, who knows. Yeah, so the Quick and the Dead could make another six albums or we could play for the next two years just live. Um, I know Kai's been talking about wanting to do some more blues stuff by himself, just almost like Johnny Lee Hooker type stuff. Um, I'm engaged and my fiance is a singer-songwriter so we've just started an acoustic duo. Yeah, so definitely, like, music is something that's inside of us, so it's always going to come out. But as far as The Quick and the Dead goes, I'm not sure. We'll just see how it goes, I guess.
0: Okay, fair enough. Well, what with this huge time difference between us? You've just started your day, and here I am. I'm ready to close up things and go to bed. But how about one last thing? I'd love for you to give us a song from The Quick and the Dead to close the antidote. Um. Yeah.
2: Well, this song is called Saint, and it's probably the most cruisy of the songs. Um, It's just got a really relaxed vibe, but for me, it kind of epitomizes everything that as a band we stand for. Um, Just trying to get outside of ourselves and trying to help those who are down or worse off than us. As a Christian, I see that as being kind of the main part of the gospel, really. That's what Jesus did, that's what we do, right? We need to give people a hand up instead of stepping on them on our way up. Yeah, so this is Saint.
0: Well, thanks for this, Reese. It's been really great meeting with you and hearing more about the quick and the dead. Yeah, well,
2: thanks for having me on.